am Srimati Karuna, the director of the Gandhi Memorial Center in Washington, D.C. I bring to you this series, Speaking of Gandhi, sharing the messages from the life of the Mahatma. There is an element of Gandhiji's life that pervades every aspect of his service. It is the ideal of ashram living. This first became vital to Gandhiji during his time in South Africa. Though he didn't call the communal farms where he settled ashrams at that time, the first communities he created were known as Phoenix Settlement and Tolstoy Farm, out of respect for the Russian author Leo Tolstoy. After he returned to India in 1915, Gandhiji once again made the ashram life the center of his Satyagraha work. Those who lived in the ashram sought to guide their lives by spiritual ideals in the fulfillment of practical aims. Ashram observances shaped life by simplicity, selfless service, and ahimsa. But that is not all. Each day began and ended with prayer. Gandhiji said, Begin your day with prayer and make it so soulful that it may remain with you until the evening. Close the day with prayer so that you may have a peaceful night free from dreams and nightmares. Evening prayer was, in fact, a great center of attraction in the ashram. The morning prayers, Gandhiji explained, were too early to attract additional friends, but a gathering of Hindus, Muslims, Parsis, Sikhs, and a sprinkling of Europeans attended the evening prayers. They often requested a 15-minute talk after prayer and before dinner. A question was asked each evening, and Gandhiji replied to it the next evening. One of the Indian participants, a Muslim youth, asked Gandhiji to give his personal testimony on prayer, not a theoretical discourse, but a narration of what he had felt and experienced as a result of prayer. Gandhiji liked this question immensely and poured out his personal testimony from a full heart. Prayer, he said, has been the saving of my life. Prayer has not been part of my life in the sense that truth has been. Rather, it came out of sheer necessity. I could not possibly be happy without it. And the more my faith in God increased the more irresistible became the yearning for prayer. Life seemed to be dull and vacant without it. During his prayer meetings, Gandhiji always included verses from the Quran Sharif. Some people at times objected to the recitation from the Quran when the prayer meeting was held in the Valmiki Temple. But he preferred not to hold the prayer meeting without the recitations from the Quran. 
And when some Muslims objected to his reading of Arabic verses from the Quran, he refused to accept the objection. He asked, why could not he also claim Muhammad as his prophet? Gandhiji had a profound admiration for the refined character of the Prophet Muhammad as a man of faith and action. He studied the history and rise of Islam and was impressed by the strong faith of the very first followers of the Prophet. The simplicity with which they lived, their devotion to the poor, and their intense belief thoroughly inspired him. The missionary Charles Freer Andrews, a close friend of Gandhiji, wrote that there was no one at Sabarmati Ashram to whom Gandhiji went more surely for quiet counsel and help in time of prayer than to the Imam who accompanied him from South Africa. Gandhiji identified closely with the story of the first days of Islam when both the Prophet and his followers were content to live in the most self-denying manner. They were accessible to the humblest of humanity. Gandhiji found the teachings of the Prophet fully compatible with the principle of Ahimsa. He quoted from the Prophet that a perfect Muslim is one from whose words and hands humanity is safe. And once there was a visitor to Sevagram Ashram in Wardha in central India by the name of Bibi Raihana Tyabji. She was a singer, author, a Muslim woman who was dedicated devotee of Gandhiji. After an eventful childhood, Tyabji renounced her generous family inheritance and devoted herself to the spiritual life. Despite her upbringing in a Muslim family, Tiabji was also an ardent follower of Krishna and would sing devotional songs to Krishna. She even wrote a book entitled The Heart of a Gopi about the early life of Krishna. Listen now as Mrs. Manjula Kumar, one of our Fellowship of Peace Award recipients of the Mahatma Gandhi Memorial Foundation, reads from Gandhiji's own words about the ashram presence of Raihana Tayabji. Baby Raihana Tayabji also came to stay at Sevagram for a few days. I knew her to be a devout Muslim, but was not aware before the death of her illustrious father of how well-versed she was in the Quran Sharif. When that jewel of Gujarat, Ayyabji Sahab, expired, no sound of weeping broke the awful silence in his room. The latter echoed with Bibi Rehana's sonorous recitation of verses from the Quran. Such as Abbas Ayyabji Sahab cannot die. He is ever alive in the example of national service which he has left behind. Bibi Rehana is an accomplished singer 
with an ample repertoire of bhajans of all kinds. She used to sing daily as well as recite beautiful verses from the Quran. I asked her to teach some verses to any of the ashram inmates who would learn them, and she gladly did so. Like so many who came here, she had become one of us. Rehana went away when her visit was over, but she has left a fragrant reminder of herself. The well-known Alphata has been included in the ashram worship. The following is a translation of it. I take refuge in Allah from Satan the accursed. Say he is God, the one and only God, the eternal, absolute. He begetteth not, nor is he begotten. And there is none like unto him. Praise be to God the cherisher and sustainer of the world's most gracious and most merciful master of the day of judgment. Thee do we worship, and thine aid we seek. Show us the straight way, the way of those on whom thou hast bestowed thy grace, those whose portion is not wrought and who go not astray. Bibi Rehana Tiabje once said of Gandhiji, If there is anybody about whom I can say is my ideal of a human being, it is Bapu. His never-failing tenderness, never-failing respect for humanity. I regard him as a great yogi, and the longer I live and the more I come to know about these things, the more convinced I am that Bapu is one of the greatest yogis who ever lived, because the things which he did could only have been done by a yogi of a very high order. His whole consciousness was so utterly unique, I never saw him disturbed. Another individual who offered readings from the Quran at Gandhiji's ashram was Khan Abdul Ghaffar Khan, a Patan from the Northwest Frontier Province, who founded the organization known as Kudai Kutmagar, Servants of God, based on the principle of Satyagraha. Khan was praised for his contribution to the nonviolence movement and became close friends with Gandhiji, even earning the nickname Frontier Gandhi. Khan remained close to Gandhiji throughout his life, even accompanying him on many of his long walks in riot-torn areas. Abdul Ghaffar Khan said, There is nothing surprising in a Muslim or a Pathan like me subscribing to the creed of nonviolence. It is not a new creed. It was followed 1,400 years ago by the Prophet all the time he was in Mecca and it has been since followed by all those who wanted to throw off an oppressor's yoke. But we had so far forgotten it that when Gandhiji placed it before us, 
we thought he was sponsoring a new creed. The author, Eknath Eswaran, wrote in his book about Badshah Khan that in the evenings, residents and visitors of the ashram used to gather around a neem tree for a prayer meeting. Hymns were sung and prayers from different scriptures read. Khan Abdul Ghaffar Khan sat next to Gandhiji and he read from the Quran, sometimes even borrowing Gandhiji's glasses when he had forgotten to bring his own. While the sun dropped behind the great plain, Gandhiji's eyes would close as he became lost in the holy words of the Quran. Abdul Ghaffar Khan said, The holy prophet Muhammad came into this world and taught us that one is a Muslim who never hurts anyone by word or deed, but who works for the benefit and happiness of all God's creatures. Belief in God is to love one's fellow human beings. It is my inmost conviction that Islam is amal, yakin, muhabbat, work, faith, and love. The Quran makes it absolutely clear that faith in one God without a second and good works are enough to secure salvation. Gandhiji said, I wanted to know the best of the life of one who holds today undisputed sway over the hearts of millions. I became more than ever convinced it was the rigid simplicity, the utter self-effacement of the prophet, the scrupulous regard for pledges, his intense devotion to his friends and followers, his intrepidity, his selflessness, his absolute trust in God and his own mission. These surmounted every obstacle. Gandhiji said, Muhammad was a great prophet. He was brave and feared no one but God. He was never found to say one thing and do another. He acted as he felt. The prophet was a fakir. He could have commanded wealth if he had so desired. I shed tears when I read of the privations he and his family and companions suffered voluntarily. How can a truth seeker like me help but respect one whose mind was constantly fixed on God, who ever walked in God's fear and who had boundless compassion for humanity? Gandhiji said, I have read Sir Abdullah Surardi's collection of the sayings of the Prophet with much interest. They are among the treasures, not only of Muslims, but of all humanity. In addition to his interest in the example of Prophet Muhammad, Gandhiji also studied the Quran regularly. He spent a considerable time studying the Quran during his intermittent sojourns while imprisoned by the British. He thought there was no difference between the Quran and the Upanishads on the issue of the necessity for total self-surrender to God.
in Gandhiji's opinion, dharma meant firmness in upholding truth. This would be similar to his understanding of Quranic imperative in Surah Fatiha, to remain on the straight path and not be led astray. No wonder he continuously used Surah Al-Fatiha from the Holy Quran as part of his daily prayer service. I look forward to sharing with you more messages each week from the life of Mahatma Gandhi. As he said, my life is my message. <laughs>